You know, we want to welcome everybody here. You know, obviously, obviously, obviously. That's right. I got Dave here. Uh, I, I think that... You know, we want to welcome everybody here. Speaking of that, speaking of that... Celinda. You know, we want to welcome everybody here. Everything all at once? Everything all at once. It's honestly a sensation. Aliens listen to it. We have another amazing show for everybody mm-hmm. here at uh, Everything at Once. Um, today we brought a special guest in, um, Sam from Sunday slash author slash philanthropist slash baking champion. Almost. I'm getting there. I'm in first place currently, so hopefully. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, how did you start? Um, what got you into baking? Well, I've been baking since I was four with my grandmother. My grandmother was uh, an immigrant from Italy. She came in and we had a huge garden in her backyard and fruit trees and just whatever was available that day is what we had and what we made for dinner and lunch and and whatever. So uh, I learned a lot from her and my mom. So I just, I've been my whole life baking, Baking. cooking, baking, all sorts of stuff. In the kitchen with mom way back in the day. Every day. I feel like that's how I learned how to cook too. My mom was not Italian. We're Polish, but uh, we always did lots of Christmas cookies every year. So many cookies. my, My grandmother would start December 1st and I'm just talking, there was thousands and thousands of cookies. You would just smell like a cookie all of December. Just <laughs> literally a cookie. Yeah, it's not the, the worst thing, thing ever. ever. No. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that's definitely a grandma thing. I mean, my it grandma is. every year, like Christmas Eve, she would have hundreds and hundreds of cookies like, just laid out. It's table this big. I mean, it was all you saw were cookies, and they were every single one was different. It was just it was incredible. It was really amazing. What's your favorite? What was your favorite back then? Oh, my favorite Pitzel. Uh, Pitzel, oh, Pitzel, and then you dip it in. I've been drinking espresso since I was oh, probably two. Or so, <laughs> so like I would dip that bad boy right in there. It was perfect for me. Uh, I'm not a black licorice fan. Oh, but uh, she made all different type of flavors. Or anise. I do like the chocolate ones. Mm-hmm. The chocolate. They did the powdered sugar yeah. on them. Oh, so many. Did she have the really old machine that it looked was like a waffle maker? Literally, I, probably weighed 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it looked like it's been through wars. Like this thing was humongous. Like it was just, it was, it was solid. <laughs> not messing around. No, so many pit cells. I feel like. For me, always the uh, the uh, king of Christmas cookies are the ones with the Hershey Kisses in the middle. Oh, there were so the many. Peanut butter, oh, like the yeah. peanut butter ones. Yeah. 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 Food's always been like a, a really big part in my family, too, at like mm-hmm. all of our gatherings, you know. Yep. We were feeding like a small army, it felt like, a lot Absolutely. of the times, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you from a big family? Yes. Uh, my grandmother was one of nine, so then you trickle all that down, and there was, like, hundreds of us, but, like, <laughs> our immediate family at Christmas, Christmas Eve, was my, was my favorite day mm-hmm. to this day. Do you um, do seven fishes? Uh, she did do the seven fishes. Uh, that was the worst, because, like, I was I didn't eat meat or anything, so, like, the smell was just, like, overcoming, but um, she would always make me a special meal every single year, and it was my favorite Aww. thing in the world. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. She's just the most beautiful person. So you have been vegan since you were a kid? Or <sighs> yeah, like, since I was like seven. What? I mean, do you remember like having a conscious thought of being like, I am not going to eat meat or just always kind of like... Since I was, I, I would say since I understood food, I um, I didn't like the taste. I didn't like the smell. I, I knew especially being like growing up like my grandmother would always watch us so like I I knew where the food was coming from because we would pick from the garden eat that day and then I just that's I, I just I knew better. I never I always wanted to grab the birds and I wanted to hold the squirrel. Like I always wanted to like help and I said I could never eat something like this. So those are my friends. You know what I mean? Like I always had my stuffed babies. I would call them Henry. I call everybody Henry because I gave you an amount of objects like, you know, <laughs> feelings. So like why would I hurt them? I, you know, right. I would never hurt anyone. Right. I feel like vegan food, especially like vegan desserts, kind of get a bad Wrap like well, yeah, because there's a lot of bad that. ones out there, man. right? And like <laughs> I could say from personal experience, like from having your vegan mm-hmm. desserts, mm-hmm. like if if you didn't advertise them as vegan, I you would have, would no have idea. never no known idea. the difference, especially your ice cream, because I'm oh. lactose intolerant. Right? Mm-hmm. And the first time I had your ice cream, I was like, this. I couldn't tell the difference. It honestly it was creamy, it, it it's light, my it's mind. airy. I've had plenty of like lactose-free sure. ice creams, but right. they're not. 
ice cream. Sure. Your stuff. It's, it's, it's ice deal. cream. It's, it's ice cream. I don't know what delicious. you're doing back there. You got it's, the secret recipe. I do have a secret <laughs> recipe. It's, you know, people try to overcomplicate things that don't need to be complicated. Most dessert doesn't even need milk or eggs or butter and people don't realize that and a lot of substitutes are applesauce or bananas or whatever and that gives it that beautiful delicate texture the moistness that it just they 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 add things like flaxseed and like weird egg replacers and nonsense that just make things like crumble and right. it are just disgusting and I don't understand that that's why I, I, you know, I make my food to make you realize that there is no difference. So why wouldn't you want my food, which tastes better, in my opinion? You know, it it's, has a more gourmet texture of flavor and complexity than something that's harming someone. Right. There's no need for it. That's interesting, too, that you go back to, like, the simplicity of things. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times... As human beings, we kind of overcomplicate lots of different things Absolutely. from baking or cooking or life or mm -hmm. work or whatever. And going back to that simpler way and finding the natural substitute instead of going for something that's uh, like created. You know what I mean? Correct. Like something that's built to to fill this one that has like this singleness of purpose mm -hmm. compared to like an apple that you can use in everything Easy. or a banana or right. whatever it is that you're using for your substitute for the uh, ingredients that you need. My dessert is as clean as it can get. Uh, I use the most organic, fair traded, um, certified vegan option or you know what I mean and it's like I don't even use more than like six ingredients and people think that I've like done all of this this craziness to it and I said no it's just you got to know what you're doing one and two you just I I don't know I just get these visions of flavors and come things and you know I'm, I'm actually allergic to everything that I I make so I have my my husband test, what? Really? my husband taste tests all everything of all of it man I'm allergic to gluten I'm I'm allergic to chocolate it's 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 crazy so I will come up with these ideas I have absolutely no idea what they taste like and then I just I wait and see that's like uh reminds me of like Mozart or Beethoven I can't remember who it was who went deaf and was still creating music yes <laughs> that like shows like a really intense understanding of like what you're doing to yes. me I like, know, I know yeah. what I'm doing. I can feel. It's like a, it's a feeling. If that, if that could be explained somehow, it's. I just, I just know it's going to be okay. Right. So I just roll with it. And I think that comes a lot from like listening to your body too. Sure. Which I feel like you probably do a lot with all of your allergies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, you have to listen to your body and you have to know when something's wrong or when something's Absolutely. not working mm -hmm. and what your body is asking you for. And a lot of times you just need to listen. Yeah. A lot of people ignore those signs and that's uh that's where I step in and try to advocate for health for all humans and animals. Yeah, absolutely. I just like how, uh, um, we're progressing as a society towards like more acceptance of, uh, going against animal cruelty, you know, like it feels like for such a long time, you know, growing up and stuff like vegan was kind of like a dirty word. Exactly. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. like uh, sure. there's like those some hippies. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, like those hippies are like there's something you like to be American. You have to be like you got to drink milk right from the cow. Right. Right. You got to yeah. burgers and I'll be an advocate for hunting and fishing so and eating good. red meat and all that. And uh, no, I think it's real cool that that um, we're progressing. To Absolutely. the point where, like, the type of things that you're doing can be successful. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that leads into other things, too, that, you know, hunting and killing for absolutely no reason leads to some sort of mental illness along the way because, you know, you just wake up one day and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go kill this this deer's mom just because I, you know, because I just like, I felt entitled enough that I could do it when there's absolutely no reason for it. And I just, I guess I, in the end, I'm trying to promote that my food through food, my food or anybody's vegan food, that we can make a difference and that absolutely no one needs to be hurt in the process. Definitely. And we were talking about this a little bit with our last guest about how humanity has reached this point of arrogance that we are, you know, just very entitled and feel very privileged mm -hmm. and just deserve certain things. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's like a big part a big part of like going back and slowing down and like the way our culture is shifting mm -hmm. to start move back to move back towards these less we'll call them scientific or man-made processes mm -hmm. which is also funny because I like to think of myself I, I promoted myself from food chef to food scientist now <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
a lot of I think good science goes back to the roots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And gets um, absolutely more in touch with uh, what is already provided with us. You know, everything that we are, are, ever need is like human beings is already provided for us somewhere in the earth, whether it's an apple growing from a tree or wood or... You can literally be cured from anything that's the, the, that the world, the universe provided us. And, and it's, not, it's not killing an animal full of God knows what is going to make you feel any better. Mm-hmm. You know, none of that stuff. It, uh, plants. It's, it's plants. Yeah. And you're like, you're, you're talking about eating these animals. What do you think animals eat? Plants, right? Yeah. Plants. So, is is a motivation for you kind of opening this business? Because I'm really interested in the fact that you can't eat any of the stuff that you create, but mm-hmm. like you're so passionate about it that you started a whole business for it. It was a motivation for that because like you want to expose people to like vegan food that's actually good. Yes. For one, I I knew that I I had something going. Um, I said, this needs to be shared. I I know I can make a difference with this. So let me get this out there. One to save animals. That's the, the bottom line is why I'm doing this is to save as many as I can. I donate 15% of all my proceeds from every single pop-up I do to farm sanctuaries, oceanic conservation, reforestation, uh, all local no-kill animal shelters. And a big one for me is the dog meat trade in Asia, where they, you know, throw dogs and, and spit fire, roast them, and kill them right on the street. They'll take it's it's sick, and a lot of people don't know that. So that's why I say I also then leads into fostering and adopting because you know there's these beautiful dogs that are just being killed. And it's, it's just totally unnecessary because right. you think you've got to pay $1,000 for a dog that it's going to be better than these dogs. I, I spent the night at a shelter, uh, the Humane Society, a few months ago. Uh, her name uh, was Nina, and, you know, she was the most – if I had the time, I would have taken on another one. She, she was absolutely perfect, and it makes me so upset to think that people think that they're lesser because they're in a shelter, mm-hmm. that they're, they're there because they're faulted by us. Right. Which leads, you know, to these animals are dying because of us because you wanted some nasty, disgusting cheeseburger for some restaurant. It's overpriced junk, you know, and somebody had to die for that. It's just, it's crazy to me to think that when there's so many other options now, why you would choose that over and over and over again. But people are ignorant and want to think that it doesn't exist. Right. So. And how, how did you get started? So you had this, this big gold dream already planted in your head mm-hmm. how did uh you decide that making desserts and uh doing what you're doing now how did it evolve into that um well desserts i you know from a big family uh food connects people mm-hmm. it's love it's it's a it's an extension of yourself it's an extension of love and to be able to provide love while saving and helping other people is is what i want to do and it's you know it's it's coming along really great, and I'm really proud of it. Um, and you know, I would say 90% of the people that come to me are not vegan. Yeah, I, my clientele, 90% are not not vegan in any way, shape, or form, and have now consciously made choices to either they were either teetering, decided to do it to see that I could do it, you know, have made no meat Monday, you know, something, anything is going to make a difference. And then once you start living that lifestyle, then it just builds. And then let's, let's hope more people come along with it so we can save, save the planet. I think that there's, you can't really place a value on like good, well-made food. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just talking with Celinda before we came down here. I was like, you know, I've loved like, you know, tried many vegan desserts and like them, but you know, I've only tried a couple different vegan cheeses and like they were disgusting to mm-hmm. me. And I was like, and, but then in my head, because it's such a limited option compared to like the streamlined, mm-hmm. you know, cheap products that, that you buy at the, the uh, grocery store, it's like, all right, well, vegan cheese is gross or like vegan is gross because that one thing you have mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not good. So to have a place where you're putting out all all these delicious treats, I think that's a great starting point Absolutely. to get people, oh, okay, like, you know, this is very, very good, and, and this is something that I could see myself eating. Well, these people, you wouldn't believe these comments. I, I literally, this summer, so when I opened up my, uh, my ice cream truck, which... I love selling ice cream. (laughs) And I really, I knew people liked ice cream, but I I didn't know how much people liked ice cream. And now I firmly understand uh, the need for ice cream. And a lot of kids that come to me, most kids, I would say one out of 10, two out of 10 kids that come to me under the age of 10 
all are allergic to meat or dairy of mm -hmm. some sort. And I said, wow. that's because of the food. That's the, because of the food that your parents were eating. It's because of all the hormones and everything that they put in the additives and all the disgusting nonsense that they fill these poor animals with that you eat has created you to now be allergic to you can't you can't tolerate it you can't have it so they're like they're like freaking out because there's no options and i was like mm -hmm. there's thousands of options if you look but you know mine's great so please please keep yeah. coming to me exactly. mine's good right. Right. help these babies out one. yeah mine's great uh <laughs> But yeah, it's just like I, it's 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 crazy to me that you know people will say that I did, like you said people I had this one cheese and it was so gross I was like I've had a lot of shit that was gross yeah. man and that <laughs> yeah. didn't stop me from trying it somewhere else mm -hmm. you know what I mean just mm -hmm. because it was gross that time doesn't mean everything's gross. I feel like if you go to a restaurant, um, just like a regular chain restaurant. You'll have maybe, like, one vegan option that's just, like, regularly on the menu. Maybe, like, mm -hmm. two if you go to, like, an Applebee's or some, you know, some mm -hmm. shit like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a byproduct of it. Like, you know, a lot of times you only get, like, that people only have this one opportunity to be linked to, like... Yeah, a lot uh, of those vegan. places, those are for people that just don't want to eat the meat. They're not for people like right. me. You know what I mean? They're not for people... I'm a clean-eating, raw vegan. Mm -hmm. So I eat... I mean, minimal, um, but it's hardly ever anything cooked. Everything is very, very clean, as clean as it can be. Hmm. But, like, those, those those are options per se. Like, if you didn't want to eat meat anymore, you took that that option. Like, I would never eat that stuff because of cross-contamination and just right. I, don't, I don't trust the people that cooked it, right. personally. Uh, I guess I mean more like people who maybe are on the fence yeah, and they want to try it. it. And it's like an introduction, and they don't know, like, a place maybe where they can get, like, mm -hmm. you know, multiple right. vegan options. Mm -hmm. So they just try one one time that's maybe poorly made or, like, by, by people who really don't know what they're doing. And then they just automatically associate, like, mm -hmm. this is gross. Like, I want to do what I can. But the food is disgusting. Right, right. You know? And I think that that's just, like, um, I wish there was more options well, it's, you know, it's I... It's starting to pop up it's, more. It is. Too. Yeah, I feel like in a smaller place like Erie, it's been slower to come. Like, if you go somewhere like Pittsburgh or... It's mainstream. York, it's right. big. They have multiple options on the menu. Like, I was in Salem in September. Every single restaurant... With the stuff that I would eat personally? No. A normal vegan? Absolutely. There was tons of different options, but, you know, I... I, I cook very gourmet, so like when I try to go out to eat stuff, I'd, I'm used to a different type of mm -hmm. t different type of way of life, I guess. Um, it's just different, but I there is a lot more in bigger cities, and I'm the only full vegan ice cream and dessert bakery here. And I mean, soon I'll be opening a restaurant. So like, ooh, yeah. nice. that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Segway, yeah. Um, I uh, I. I I started Sauce uh, two years ago, um, right before the pandemic, like just popped off. So I'm in the process of doing that. So my ice cream trailer is going to uh, be my segue to open up the restaurant. Barry, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. Cool. Mm -hmm. I I like that a lot more local places in Erie. I think are starting to move more towards a uh, like a farm to table style stuff and mm -hmm. using local you know farmers and growers and stuff like that to make their food and having more options available or substitutions for people that need it mm -hmm. and you know it's good to be on this path now compared to you know a few years ago or however long ago however long there was not day back yeah there i mean there's not like when i was a kid like my mom would have to pack me a lunch or i just went without i mean i'm talking until i was like mid-20s that mm -hmm. there was nothing anywhere for me to eat like i would never go to people's houses for holidays i would never go anywhere one because I'm chronically ill, so like I, I, I would be scared to like you know eat something and be, have to be sick while I'm there, and I just wouldn't. So like I, you know, it alienates you. So I, um, I guess why I started Sunday is so that I felt included as well. And there, were, I know that there was other people like me that didn't want to be left out on their birthday. You know, like they can't have a birthday cake or something sweet that they can eat while everybody else is like you know partying and everything like that. So I wanted everybody to be included. That's awesome. That's very dogs beautiful. Too, dogs, I do, too. I do dog. I do pupcakes and cookies for dogs' birthdays. That's awesome. awesome. I made some pupcakes for Austin for his birthday this year. They're Austin's pretty sweet dude. Yeah, he's, mm -hmm. he's a good boy. He is. We love him. And uh, do you think that this is... Where do you see the prog progression going? It's only going to go up from here. I, uh, I have so many things... So I have lists. I, I like lists. Lists are my thing. So I have mm -hmm. lists all over things. And, you know, since I was a kid, I invented a bunch of stuff. Like, I have that coming up. And I, I've done so many different things. 
and I'll touch on this. Like I am, I'm very sick. I'm a chronically ill person, and I, um, I think that motivates me a lot to not let it take me down. You mm-hmm. know, no matter how sick I am, I will always get back up and continue to do what I've set out to do, what goal I've set out to accomplish, and. The more I do, the more people I can help because everything I do, I, I donate back to raise awareness and to help others. Right. And that, that's a tough beat, too, because I've known a few people that have been chronically ill throughout my life. And it always seems it it really my heart goes out to to people that, um, you know, struggle with being sick or fatigued or, uh, you know, not feeling well um, in their gut mm-hmm. like often and not being able to eat certain foods. And I. It's good that you advocate for that, too, because a lot of people have a lot of trouble advocating for themselves in those situations. Absolutely, because people get turned, you know, people aren't as uh, forward or confident as I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, People, you know, people are real chill. I'm very straightforward, very blunt, right to the point. And I said, I, uh, I will tell people that, you, you, you know, as, as scary as it may be to go get a test or to go get this and you don't want to know the answer, it's better to know to fix the problem mm-hmm. than to get stage four cancer, man. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just better to be upfront about it. Yeah, figure it out, and then we have an answer. You know, most mm-hmm. things can be figured out right. early enough. I feel like, like we were saying before, like as a woman with chronic health issues, mm-hmm. it's very hard it is. to get doctors to listen to you. I mean, oh, did yeah. it take, did it take a while? I've been sick. Were you struggling with doctors before they were finally like listening to you to I give still you a am. diagnosis? Uh, I still am. Um, I have one, uh, my colon and rectal surgeon is, he's brilliant. He's, he, he's absolutely brilliant. And I credit him to saving my life. Uh, I love him dearly. I actually got a colonoscopy on Monday. I'm going to see him on Monday. He looks like John Stamos. I love nice. it. I love, oh, nice. it. I love it. He's, he's one of my favorite dudes in the world, man. I, he's he's just brilliant. Um, it's very hard for people because if they don't see black and white or in your blood, it doesn't exist to them. It's mm-hmm. not real. I said, no, man, I, I, I'm telling you, something's wrong and I, this and that, and I and I have rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and all and all sorts of things. And no, 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 you're, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. That was that was recently. I was like, Ugh. yeah, it's actually not, you know, because I'll be baking. I'll be. I run a law firm too, so like in my days, I'll be baking and run my law firm at the same time. And I, a couple weeks ago, I was so sick that I would lay it on my bakery floor for five hours before I was able to get back yeah. up. And then I have to have people get me up, and I can't function as a human anymore. And he's like, I was like, that's not in my head, man. Like I'm out here baking. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm something's extra wrong, you know. Like, and they don't listen. So like, I got to keep. So I had to keep calling, and I had to keep calling. And I was like. You know, I don't feel like paying thousands of dollars to you. This is not fun for me. Like, I got other things. I got more books to write. Like, I have other right. things I want to do than pay you to not listen to me right. to toss me around. So, sure. But regardless, never, never, ever give up because you know yourself. You know your body. Fight for yourself. Fight for your right, for your uh, for your health, man. It's I, worth it. Health I, is wealth. I think that that, I mean, not to go completely into the into the weeds here, but I think, you know, when I've talked to people who might be going through pain, um, or who have gone through pain, that's a big thing for them. Isn't so much that they want to get themselves checked out; it's that they're terrified of having like a bill that they can't pay. Oh, I know. For nothing. For yeah. nothing. No results. Or even if it's no result, even if it is something like almost, it's almost like if there is something wrong, it's like how can I afford right. to even oh, you know, know. handle it? You know, and I think that's something that's also a major deterrent from people from. Uh, being as healthy as they, they can possibly be. Plus, I paid twelve thousand dollars last year oh, alone. Such fucking money. And yeah. I mean, it's like that's like just right off the top, man. Twelve G's, and, and these people are relentless. And it's I have to get blood work, and I have to go to the hospital every month for infusions, and I'm on thirty different medications, and like the shit adds up. Like people don't understand. They're like, oh, why didn't you bake more this weekend? I go. Bro, I was, on, I was on the ground for five hours, man. I couldn't get back up. And I, that's why I think I advocate so much because there are other people that are just, you know, as sick or sicker and um, feel like they can't be heard. But when you have the power to to let everybody know what's going on and, and tell your truth, other people feel comfortable then, yeah, you know, and they definitely. feel more willing to share. And it makes them feel like, okay, now she, I, maybe I can call now. Maybe, maybe it, it'll be okay because, you know, she – and I, that's what I want to help people understand is that you should never, never ignore symptoms because mm-hmm. that's a symptom to a problem. I feel like personally I would probably have – not only uh, like would I be like, oh, I'm tough 
I can I can handle this when I am feeling sick most of the time I would ignore any symptoms that I have but I feel like if I got like a negative result from a test I'd be like oh fuck this is all in my head this is all just made up stuff that I'm going through and a lot of times yeah that can be a huge barrier for people Mm -hmm. it took them six years to diagnose me with Crohn's and colitis and I've been sick probably 15 but six constant years of I'm talking tests. I've gone to Cleveland. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been to Lindora, PA. I've been anywhere, any specialist you can think of. And I'm like, this is taking out time out of my work, out of my day, out of my life. Like, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And you're already so lethargically exhausted that some days, like, I, I physically just can't get up. Yeah. Like, it's very hard to do yeah. some days. And uh, your gut health is also very, very directly related to, like, your mental health. It's and a 100% your directly. To, it's what, they're 100% connected. Yeah. I did. Uh, like a project on this when I was graduating. It was like Mm -hmm. our final capstone. And so much of the feel-good chemicals and all the different things that we need are directly related to what we're able to... put in our body and, and how process our stomach is and feeling. absorb and everything like that and when all that stuff has gone to shit and it's like all inflamed and damaged and disgusted it's it's hard yeah it's hard stuff do you have to not to go too far in depth here but mm-hmm. are, do you like supplement and take vitamins or do, do different things to make sure you get your nutrition that you need uh, i do um but i mean with a couple of my diseases i malabsorb so you know, it, I do the best that I can with the mm-hmm. with the, the prescription drugs that I take, the infusions that I take, and the vitamins that I take. Uh, but it sometimes it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't yeah. pan out. Right. I think it's incredible the amount of positivity you have. Thank you. With uh, no, seriously, yeah, with like honestly. you know, like it's. I've, I've dealt with medical issues throughout my life, too, and I've, I've known plenty of people, you know. Everybody gets, almost everybody gets sick eventually, sure, and right. so many people take it hard, but then just let it just consume them. You can't. You can't because it just becomes like this black hole of nothingness that just takes from you and it steals from your life. And I said, I, I have lists of stuff to do. If I let it do it to me, I would never wrote this beautiful book that I will donate so much of my pro actually half my proceeds from whatever I get from my book sales when my publicist contacts me to everything that I donate to Sunday to save more dogs to save more animals and then I don't I you know I do share meals every month to uh, the the yeah. shelter Kayla's actually who told us that we should that you would be great for this or yeah you know, Kayla my girl. we want to get her on here too but she's a little bit she's a little bit shy she's a little bit anxious yeah no she's real chill she'll she'll totally just just be on her about it she'll do it I, yeah. I know she she's, will. she's she has great purpose and, and she's just a beautiful person yeah, I we, love her. we love her to death, for Absolutely. sure. I love her so much. So I'd love to talk a little bit about your book, actually. Yes, let's do it. So what, in, like, what initially inspired you to write a children's book? My beautiful baby, my Charlie Ryan. Um, there's something that he's special, and I've had thousands of people. He's met thousands of people. Everybody says there's something about him. I was like, I know. I said, I don't, I don't know what it is, but he, he was meant to be mine, and he was meant to make a difference with me. So um, through him and his love for people in the world, we're, uh, we're going to try to tell kids how to save it. How did you find Charlie, or how did Charlie find you? Charlie found me many moons ago uh, as a baby, and I saw one picture of him, and I said, yep, that's it. And I said, just I locked eyes, and I said, yep, yep, here we go. All right, sign me up. When do I go get him? And he's, he's perfect. And he comes with you. I, I don't think I've ever seen your uh, your truck without. No, he's with yeah, me he's everywhere. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. He's, he's an angel. Um, and Disney is so hard. Uh, I tell my husband all the time because he's, I mean, he's a, uh, he's a service dog, so he can come with me, but it's a lot. You know, Disney's a lot. And I tell him all the time, I was like, let's just, let's just stay somewhere else where he can come with us and Disney and we can have fun and we can mm-hmm. wear our matching outfits. And my husband's not having that. So. <laughs> oh, you and Charlie have matching outfits? Oh, all the time. Oh, oh my God. We have two book signings so uh, this weekend and we have matching outfits where he'll be signing his books. I got a little ink pad and uh, oh, that's awesome. he'll be paw nice. printing all his books. Oh, good for yeah. you. Nice. Oh, um, just for everybody who's only listening to audio, the book is called Charlie Ryan's Greatest Adventure by Samantha Randall and Charlie oh. Ryan. Where can they get it? Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And I'll tell you, I I read through this before um, we got on the air. And, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a, uh, it gave me like Tao Te Ching vibes. 
you know, this like, is the way. This yeah. is the way, like the positive, like meditation affirmations. I was expecting. It, it wasn't what I was expecting in a good way. Okay. You know, good. like it was just like each page is just like filled with positivity, and I think it's a great message for for not just kids but anybody. Who for, that's exactly it is. It's for everyone, uh, especially children. You know, children are pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, children are are beautiful, and their young minds are molded by what they learn. And if my book can have some impact on how they live their life, I, I that's. That's the main goal for them is to understand, you know, because you know, some parents are crazy. People are crazy. Yeah. And yeah. these kids are all on these, these friggin' tablets and shit all day long. And I said, all I did was read, you know, my dad, my daddy, uh, my dad, shout out to my dad. My dad's the coolest. Um, <laughs> he's a general contractor. He built me a mini house of a replica of our house in the backyard when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Oh like I'm talking like. It had a flower box, a mailbox, a full house with extra supplies he had, and I that was my little restaurant, and I would make him come around, and I'd give him leaf sandwiches, uh-huh. everything <laughs> yeah. like that. Nice. My dad's a super huge supporter of everything I've always done in one way or another, and he absolutely loves Charlie, and it's just it's it's just the vibe. It, 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 it's the whole thing. Right. Oh and, like, gosh. I... It, for the age group that it is, I feel like it is something that can really... Like, be impressionable. I know, like, uh, because I read a lot as a child as Mm -hmm. well. Like, I there are certain books that, like, to this day, like, stick with me. Right. I remember them. Absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. like, the illustrations in this book are beautiful. And I feel like it is very easy for children to understand the Mm -hmm. way that you wrote it. So I think that you did, like, a really beautiful job with it. Thank you. If you had, like, a target age, I'm, I'm not really super familiar with kids. If you had, like... Uh, or in their ages, an age range, like who do you think you would say this is targeted towards? I'm going to go ahead and say like, you know, zero to eight Mm -hmm. uh, targeted. But I mean, the message really is for everyone. Yeah, definitely. And that's the point of the book is that anybody should, you know, follow the rules that Charlie Ryan has to save the planet. Yeah. Save yourself. Save the community. Okay. Save. Uh, save the whales. Save. He has to save the dolphin. Did you guys see that? He has to save the dolphin T-shirt on. In the back. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Save you the did. Dolphins. Your book taught me. I did not know that orcas are dolphins. You know, somebody tried to question me. I said, Don't, first of all, rule number one in Samantha's book: never, <laughs> ever question me. <laughs> you vouch for my husband. You asked my husband. Yeah. I said, that's rule number one. Never ever question me about anything. I, Dave I, has that rule actually as well. He's not allowed to question anything I say. That, that expired a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did talk about that expiring, yeah. but <laughs> it was it was in it was intact for uh, seven years. Yeah, which is interesting like because yeah, we, I mean we had, we had one one dog year, you know, sure, the yeah. opposite of that, yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so that that ties in nicely with this. Uh, <laughs> not questioning, not questioning. That was a rough 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 patch, right? Well, no pun intended. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Look where you are now, though. Yeah, right. Without that, all that, that no questioning of Tony, you wouldn't be on the on the podcast. We wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it ended up working. It out. ended up working okay. out. Yeah, it's perfect. Maybe you, maybe you two are on to something. <laughs> yeah, don't question. Don't question me. Just just run with just me. Just listen. Just be yeah. with me, yeah. and then that's it, man. Just right. go with the flow. Right. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. right. Exactly. We need riders. That's right. You got to be the rider dyer. Just get out, man. That's right. So how did you, I know that for Sunday and then for this book as well, you're donating, you know, a portion of the proceeds to charity. How do you choose the charities? I go to, uh, what I feel needs the most. Um, a couple years ago, actually, when, um, the Amazon was on fire, I, I did pop-ups where I donated full proceeds to, uh, have trees planted, Mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, it's, it's important that people, not only children, but everyone understands the importance of trees. Trees are life. Yeah. And when trees aren't here, there's no life for shelter, for animals, for bears, for, for anything. And they, they, they give you clean, purified air. A lot of people don't get that. So um, I feel I go to what the greatest need, um, animals, all animals and rescue have the greatest need. These people run, most of the time are volunteer run nonprofits. And these people all have full-time jobs. I mean, talking like they are due nonstop. Jess Ibrook from Erie Animal Network, full-time job, full-time this. Do you know how hard it is to keep up? And the people are like, well, why aren't you getting back to me? I said, you don't understand what this is like. The rescue 
you have to have the mindset. It's very hard work, man. I've, I've done it. I fostered. I, I've, I've been in the nitty gritty. I know everybody at all of the shelters. It is, it, it's destructive what people do to animals and how people treat them. And that's another thing where I try to do is end speciesism where, you know, food and animal, everything's one and the same. We're all mm -hmm. one and the same and nothing, one should not be treated more or less or greater than the other. It's, everybody is equal. Everybody's equal. So I, that's another big point I'm trying to make here. But um, I go whoever needs the, the greatest need and, you know, children uh, in schools, I pay for lunches. Uh, which, why they aren't already paid for, I'm not exactly right. sure, which is absolutely disgusting, but I will pay for your lunch whenever you need it. I will give you whatever you need. I uh, buy clothes for kids uh, every Christmas. Uh, I have families that reach out to me. Uh, these poor kids. It's, 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 it's crazy uh, how some people live and how people get lost. You know, they, I, you know, I can't do this, I can't do this. And some people can't do anything, you know, and I just want people to really understand that Every little bit that you can give back can literally make or break somebody's life these days, mm -hmm. and people should really stop being so entitled. You mentioned that in your book too. Like, uh, there's a page, there's a part where Charlie needs to should smile because sometimes other people need to smile. That's right. right. And we need to smile ourselves. Absolutely. Even when things are are tough, we need to find that little bit of love because that I feel like that little bit of self love is what keeps can keep has kept me going in Absolutely. a lot of situations that were real bad. You have no idea what people go through, man. And people just want to say this, that, or the other thing. I said, people just want to, everything's got to be about them these days. And I, and I just don't think like that. I, I, I think for the greater good, like, you know, if, if like, if, Somebody comes up to me and they're, they're trying to like give me this money for this ice cream. They have it. I'll give you five more, man. Like whatever you need, because you're just you're trying, you're trying, but you just you know you're just not there. And some people turn those you know turn people away like that. And I because people are rude. You mm -hmm. know people are just point blank are rude these days. And it's just it's. I mean I, I've I've lived it. I've, these these people are crazy. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Some of them are crazy, but I it's just a. I could never imagine, you know, somebody that is so, you know, wants to try, wants to do this and just can't do it. I'll give you whatever I have, man. I, I would, if you need my car, I'd give you my car, mm -hmm. whatever you need. And another topic that's kind of been coming up a lot ever since we started doing this show was humans competitive feast or famine mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can't, I can't give you an ice cream cone if you don't have enough money because I need that or I'm not going to have or be able to get what I need because of it. No, absolutely not. I, I've had people, they try and I, I'll, I would literally give you every last thing I had if it meant that you needed it more than I did. Mm -hmm. I'd give you anything. And I feel like at that same time, we got to find some sort of healthy balance. Sure, because, you know, some people will take advantage of it, but I, I understand because you got to pick or choose, you know, not pick or choose, but like, you could just tell when people are trying to scam and trying, people are not, because people know how to work the system. There's a lot right. of people that know how to like get the ins and outs of what they're going to get, whatever they want with some sob story, and that just doesn't work for me. That's why, you know, when I, when I go to donate, it's always to animals, because you know what? They were always faulted by humans, so they get, they get my money. Mm -hmm. they, they, they need the most help. And it's amazing to me how many people don't know about smaller nonprofit rescues and, or the share meal program at the Erie City Mission that feeds 50 guys every, every Sunday. Yeah. And it's, these people are reliant on other people and you gotta, you know, you gotta be there. You can't just like, you know, right. people, you gotta be there to help if you're gonna help. And I feel like a lot of these situations are in our situational, you know what I mean? Somebody really needs just like a little bit of a leg up or a little bit mm -hmm. of a helping hand and then they can get back on their own feet, you Correct. know what I mean? Yeah. And start living their own life and doing what they need to do to be a functioning, contributing member of society. That's if you just give some people a chance, just like if you give these dogs a chance to show, it, it, there's no difference. If you just are willing to show some kindness and compassion to humans and animals alike that are in a lesser situation than you, it can make all the difference in the world to these people. Mm -hmm. And I just wish people understood how much compassion and empathy mean to everyone in this world. And right. if there was more of it, we wouldn't be where we're at today. Right. And the only difference is like one bad break. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I mean, anything could take anybody out at any given time, man. You just don't know. And then when it happens to you, like, why isn't anybody helping me? Well, because you're an asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point a little blank. bit of kindness goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, right, man. 
So you are you currently fostering dogs? Do you foster? I'm not. I just animals? I just had fostered um, a cat recently. His name was Casper, and he got adopted um, five hours after I posted about him. Oh my gosh! I feel like a lot of people might be interested in fostering, but they don't know like where to start, or even like for a local community, like where would they go? Who do they contact? Like shout out some of like your local yeah. Shout out! You can shoppers. always contact me first, and I can always get you into contact with who you need to get uh, to go. But Erie animal network is always looking for um bottle feed for cat fosters you know they provide you with everything you need Mm -hmm. all you have to provide is the love and the space and the time and you're literally saving lives like i mean it's not it's not like a joke like i mean like you you literally are saving these animals lives right uh hope uh rescue their dog and cat rescue they do incredible work um they're always looking for fosters so that they can get more because they they rescue dogs from high kill shelters in the south okay which you know these if you surrender a dog in the south that day they die yeah. You know, because you because you fall because you thought that you could handle it and you couldn't handle it and you didn't commit and it's disgusting right. and now now somebody's and gonna now die because of you. Like, over, it's yeah. So it's it's such a sick sick twisted system. But I started the Fairy Godmother Fund, um, which is a fund that people can donate to to me through Sunday that um, pays for the transportation of these animals and for the people to go get them to to rescue more. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah that are redlined at different shelters in the south which is just unbelievable to me but we're trying everybody's working you know libra's law in pennsylvania everybody's everybody's working for it's becoming a long way and younger people are understanding that a lot more than anybody you know 50 and up yeah for sure it's much more out there and prevalent too Mm -hmm. um through the different social media accounts Mm -hmm. and everything that's kind of bringing people together yeah. that may not normally be brought together. Mm-hmm. And sharing that common goal is so huge, too. You know, I feel like that really Absolutely. fosters uh, a deep connection between one human and another. Absolutely. And, it, like, uh, Orphan Angels does incredible work with cats. I mean, they, Mary Grace, uh, who is the director of Orphan Angels, and actually Charlie's Nini, Denise Duck-Lewis, uh, she's on the board there. She does incredible. She's fostered so many cats, like, unbelievable situations and they're all thriving, you know, at the shelter, and they, they, um, they're always looking for help or volunteer. You can start, if you don't want to foster, you know, you can always volunteer. Right. If you don't want to volunteer, you could always donate some cat food or something. Something small, anything literally helps. Yeah. I always accept donations at my pop-ups, too. Yeah. And building that sense of family and having that sense of family, um, maybe not blood family necessarily, mm-hmm. but I feel like human beings need that more now more than ever especially with all of the things that could so easily go wrong that could send us into you know that tailspin where Mm -hmm. where any of us are at the city mission or you know recovering from something a lot of people are only one paycheck away Oh, from, absolutely. Like, complete disaster. Absolutely. In their I've, lives. I've seen it, man. You know, running a law firm, too, I, I, I it, it's crazy. It, it's crazy what's, what's out there in the world and what people do and how children are raised and how things go these days. It, it's, it's a sad world, man. Yeah. With all of these causes and things that you are aware of and work with because I know like for me I am like I'm very interested in like current events and Mm -hmm. world events and politics Mm -hmm. do you ever feel hopeless because of all of the like all the bad things that you see in the world and you know you do so much to like combat it but like just more and more keeps coming no because i am the light i am the light to bring to other people the awareness of what's going on whether or not you want to be ignorant to it i'm going to tell you about it whether or not you want to hear it you're going to hear it from me because (laughs) somebody's life depends on it right point blank like these people you know that could have been their last meal before they decide they're going to take their life or last meal before this dog gets redlined because some loser didn't want the dog anymore their girlfriend said, get, get rid of this dog. I don't want to do it. That's not fair. So I'm here to educate and to bring awareness and to bring light. And the more that I can do, the bigger that Sunday becomes, the more people we can save, the more people can understand what we're doing and join me. Mm-hmm. It's a very spiritual um, belief. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Do you have any spiritual beliefs? I believe pro- in the universe, man. The, okay. the universe provides whether, you know, sh- 
she, in my opinion. Um, she's there to protect and to guide. And so I say, I get, the, I get these visions for things that I should do, and I believe they're universal signs, and I follow through with them. And when they feel right, I just go with it. And it sometimes, it, you know, it does look bleak. But if we fixated on bleak or the darkness all the time, we'd get wrapped up in it and we get lost. Yeah. And what's getting lost going to do? Nothing. It's going to put us down further and further down the line. So we got to, we just got to full stream ahead and just keep keep going, keep moving, keep trucking. Keep pushing. Keep getting things done. Keep changing the world. And uh, finding those universal, you know, connections are, are so big, too. Those universal callings or those universal feelings that uh, people can share and get behind mm -hmm. and, you know, keep bringing us together and Absolutely. keep moving the, the world. Mm -hmm towards a positive place. Yeah. yeah, because like if, you know, you guys found me, right? So we find sure. each other and then this could find somebody else. I could find yeah, that hopefully. person to find this person to find that person. And, you know, even if it is one other person, that one other person made a difference. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's one other person making a difference going forward to the causes. Yeah. You know, and that, and that was our, more life saved our original goal is to, you know, share people's message of strength and experience and hope and Absolutely. how they're making the world better and hopefully inspire some other people to keep doing mm -hmm. the same thing. You know, maybe somebody will reach out to you or, you know, just like you said. It, yeah, I hope they do. I mean, I have uh, a lot of connections. I have a lot of answers. Uh, I'm here to help, here to guide through the Share a Meal program. They're always looking for people um, for Sunday meals. These, these guys get my gourmet dinners. I mean, like, I'm, I, I mean, they are, I made a mushroom risotto. Like, I'm talking, mm. like, they, these nice. aren't, like, you know, your bottom barrel. Right, this you're is not like, giving them, like, box mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm making things, like, that are taking hours and hours to be made, so. And that, that interconnectivity is huge. That's another thing that, you know, we kind of talked about, like, just whatever needs to be done to bring people together and work as a team instead of trying to separate and divide ourselves from each other and say, you know, I'm different from this person or I'm different from that person or this person doesn't understand when in reality I think that like humans are a lot more base and a lot more connected than we think, you know, at the end of the day, all these different emotions we feel may be caused by different circumstances around mm -hmm. us, but at the end of the, I mean, my, me and you both know what being sad is. Or being happy. Or being happy. Or anything, yeah. right? It's or somebody that's in need, man. Like, I, I just, you know, people could say, this person, I, I don't ever think twice about it. Like, if you need something, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide it for you. Or I'm going to find you a way to get what you need or guide you to where you need to go. I'm never going to turn somebody away that needs help. Because if somebody had the courage to ask for help, you know how long it took for them to get to that point? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's hard. A long time, man. I still don't like asking for help. I don't either. No. I hate it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked for help in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> Except when I'm on the ground and I can't get back up. But other than that, I'm, I'm on my own, man. It, remi it reminds me of that. Uh, I, know, I'm, I don't know if you've heard it. I'm pretty sure you've heard it. The uh, the old Robin Williams when he was uh, he was at uh, like an AA meeting down in Florida when he was alive, and he did this thing where he laid on or he, he challenged people. He said, "Lay on the ground and try to get up without using your hands and without using your feet. Like get up off the ground." And people would try it, and they'd roll around. And finally, when they'd give up, he'd be like, "You want to know the trick to it?" He'd go, "Okay," and he'd get people to come up and lift them back up on their feet. And said, sometimes all you need is, you know, other people exactly. to yeah. ask for help. Like, mm -hmm. it's, and it's such a, I botched it. That's the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, but nobody <laughs> should be ashamed for asking for help, man. And, and that's another thing that I advocate for, for health and wellness. Because why would you want to be sick? You know, why, why does anybody want to be sick? Like, mm -hmm. you know, some people just, you know, they were raised differently or, you know, their mental status is a little bit different than others. And then a little thing could t teeter them off and it could spiral you. And I, and I totally, I respect that. Like, I mean, I get it. Like I've been there, but you, you can't get lost. And if you need help, just, just reach out to me. Or if you need some answers or if you want to know about how to be vegan or if you want to know about anything, like I'm an open book and get, get a hold of me, man. I'll, I'll help whoever I can help. Yeah. And, and letting go of that pride and that ego, too. You can't, yeah, because, like, do you know, I had, I had, um, so I have cancer gene, and I've had cancer removed um, multiple times, actually. I had somebody see one of my posts, and they noticed something, a mole was different, and it was full-blown melanoma that was wow. attaching to the under, you know, and digging in there. And she's like, if I wouldn't have seen your post, I would have never even thought twice to do this. Yeah. That's one. I mean, you can die from melanoma easily right. because oh, it goes God, so yeah. undetected for so long that if you don't get your skin checked, if you don't get your, you know, you just just do it. It takes like ten minutes. You know, like just just go have it looked at. 
Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. So people see your doctors. See your doctors. Get if your you... scans. Get your tests. Get your blood works. Get your colonoscopies. Firm believer in colonoscopies, man. Hmm. Yeah. Lifesavers, really. Get that stuff early and mm-hmm. don't wait until. And don't let them tell you that you don't need it either, because you do need it. If you don't feel like something's right, you shouldn't have a stomachache every day. Point blank, period. No matter if you're nervous or not, it's better to know than to have stage four cancer. <laughs> right. And then I just be like, oh, fuck. Uh, well, what I guess you, oh, right. shit. What the fuck right. are we going to do now? I guess I'll die now. Oh, well, yeah. I should have looked that up earlier, I guess. Yeah, that early detection and. and yeah, don't procrastinate, ever. For anything, just be on top of stuff. Right. Just get it done. Just do it. Just, just don't just think like about Nike. it. The more you think about it, the more you're gonna tizzy yourself into some some sick like spiral that is completely unnecessary and does nothing but makes the situation worse. I've always said that 90% of doing anything, or the hardest 90% of doing anything, is the 10 minutes or however long before you actually do just, it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Right. You, you, you'll thank yourself later because, I mean, there's nothing greater than health. Health is literally wealth, man. Mm-hmm. Take it from me, man. Health, being healthy and being able to do things is priceless. Yeah. And it's the one thing we can't really buy. Can't. Once it's gone. It's gone, man. If it's, it's gone, gone, it's damaged. It's gone. Yeah. Well, Sam. This has been super fun. It's been great. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. Right. It's been great to hear your story. Thank you. Yeah. you are a very inspiring person. Absolutely. Honestly, truly. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so you much. Are, you've been a great guest. Is there anything that we want to say before check out yeah, sam's anything. book on amazon yeah Barnes and check Noble. out yeah how do people find you uh you can find me on uh, facebook and instagram at sunday vegan desserts um i have some pop-ups coming up for small business saturday this month i have thanksgiving box available five dollars each of those uh dessert boxes goes to noelle's foster kittens she's mm-hmm. a new uh kitten foster who needs some help she's got some new little kitty named goldfish that she just Ooh. rescued Aww. cute all orange the cutest <laughs> little thing ever but um, um, she's a newer rescue that needs some, you know, needs a, some help and some meds for some cats that are pretty sick. So, the more boxes we sell, the more meds we can buy. Awesome. And you're signing your book this weekend. I have two book signings this weekend. Where's that at? Um, the first one is uh, the 1020 Collective on Saturday from 12 to 2. Charlie and I will be signing books. I love that place. Taking pictures, I know, right? Oh, Sweet yeah. place. That's such a good place. Yeah, I love yeah. it. We need also, to get that um, here. super secret. I will be doing chef dinners there next month, but don't tell anybody. Oh, we won't tell anyone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on from that, and then. Bigger news on Sunday, Werner's Books, a local bookstore. We love, we them. love them. We yeah. love them. Werner, shout out to Werner's, man. They're yeah. the amazing, you know. I um, reached out to them about my book, and Charlie and I will be signing books there. And not only partial proceeds from my book, but any book purchased in their store that day is going to the shelter that I chose to be oh donated to. So, Canine Pet Partners, also an incredible local rescue that does so much good things. Um, money will be going to them left and right, so come buy some books from yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Like, talked a little Sunday? bit about this Sunday. Come okay. see me. Come is, get our book. Is yeah. that all day Sunday that uh, you 11 buy to, Yeah, it's, I believe it's all day Sunday, but I'll be there 11 to 1 signing books with Charlie, but I mean, any book in their store, this money goes to this, and let's, let's get some Let's rescue some more dogs. Yeah, let's absolutely. Do it. Let's do it. Heck yeah. Buy Th- some books. Learn something. Yeah, learn something. Mm-hmm. Great Christmas presents, too, you know, because that's already upon us somehow. Right, yeah, oh, I know. Gosh. Yeah, I was just at Romolo's and they got all the uh, the Christmas music it's everywhere. Oh, and they got the man, nutcrackers it's up everywhere. and the Christmas oh, trees. Dude, it's not so that far what, away. what happened to Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped that now. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, which sure. has been beautiful. Thank this you so much. It has been beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. We love all you people out there listening to. You guys are the best. You are the best. Peace.